Off the ball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. We know it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball daily. It is Tuesday nights off the ball. We've got a really good show coming up. Sarah Lavin will be in studio with us talking about what's been a fantastic summer for her so far. She has won a bronze medal at the European Games, quickly followed up by qualifying for her second Olympics. We're exactly one year away from the Paris Olympiad and she has got her ticket booked already. So we'll be talking to Sarah in the next hour. Kathleen McNamee and Sinead O'Carroll with us a little bit later on this hour from Perth ahead of Ireland's what feels like, if not a must-win, a must-get-a-result-in game against Canada at the World Cup tomorrow. And then after 9 o'clock, Anthony Nash, two-time All-Star with Cork, will be with us to talk about five reasons why Limerick have retained their All-Ireland hurling title. Do I'd say Amory Donlan's here with us? I sure am. And Mick McCarthy's here as well. I will. We're Mike. out if we lose tomorrow, aren't we? Uh, no, nah, it would be out of our hands at that point because the draw. Say, yeah, so yeah. I think even a draw puts into even a position a draw, where you need a yeah. favour from Australia. So it's a must-result game. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to break it to the listeners that we're not doing a tangent tonight? <laughs> well, you just, there you go, Will. Job done. Well, it's not my fault. That's well, not my fault. As producer, you can explain. Well, it's not, what we're it's not, not doing. my fault. As in, like, uh, look who's featuring. Um, yeah, no, no, no tangent tonight. We've too much on the show, and uh, Joe's not here. As I said, the real reason is Joe. Is Joe the glue of tangent? That's what I suppose. Text in or let us know on YouTube. Is it like, can we do a slight tangent without Joe? We've done one without. Everybody else, I think, but I don't think we've. Uh, well, I don't have access to the emails, so that was fairly crucial for John. I, I, I could send them on, you know. It's uh, that that's okay, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we need to kind of step out of ourselves and like you know not our you know Joe's that conductor. You know, maybe someone else could do that job. I'm sure you'd be well more than capable. We did a version which we called Where There's a Will, There's a Way last summer when he was away. (laughs) I think Joe heard it and went, that's a very catchy jingle. I don't like you doing it. So It was a jingle for it? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't here for this either, by the way. Oh, yeah, no. Pete Pete put it together. Pete did it, I think, while we're in the middle of doing the piece. Pete looks very proud when I look at it. He was, because we came back from half time and I'm like, what is this musical interlude that we're about to hear? Mm. Where there's a will, there's a way played out. But no, no, the, the tangent cannot be imitated. We were on a fantastic run-up until tonight. I'd started to set my watch on a Tuesday night by you. Wow. <laughs> That's probably the biggest compliment we're ever going to get. <laughs> next week. It's is not, it back next week? It is definitely back next week, right? We will definitely have it next week on the show. I'd say there's a 10% chance we could have it tomorrow. I'm not, oh. I'm not ruling it out. It's it's not ruled in, and I don't mean it's not a hint. As of now, we won't be because we have too much on the show. Uh, that's more important. Let's face it, than a slight tangent. But sacrilege. I know. I know. Sorry. After the quiz went last week as well. You're taking yeah. No quiz this week either. Will all Ireland final break for the quizzes? They'll be back in full force in a couple of weeks. Though I suppose the argument you're about to make, people will be. Wanting it even more after the little break. Yeah, oh, definitely. Nothing to do with the fact that I've had road shows two Thursday nights in a row and don't have time to write the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to some of the interviews you have coming up tonight as well. Um, delighted we're able to get Sarah Lavin on the show, Mick. Um, yeah. What a summer she's had. Uh, very, very much determined to try and even bring her times down by a few hundreds of a second. Yes. Wants to chase her hero, Dervil O'Rourke's record. Mm-hmm. And for someone who's gone from times in the kind of... 12.8 last year and doing reasonably well has now brought it down to like in the 12 sixes and has like at this stage qualified for an Olympic Games got her first major medal as a senior athlete I think you put that down as a pretty decent summer absolutely yeah and it's been a journey I mean she talks about it a little bit of like you know 
you move from junior to senior racing and everything doesn't always go to plan and she had a few years there where it was a struggle but you know certainly not at the moment and it's brilliant and one thing actually and it's a little sneak preview of, of the piece but there's a bit you say to her it's well into the piece but it's just something that I loved right where we're talking about kind of like green shoots for Irish athletics you're like oh you know uh, Irish records have been broken all over the place and it wasn't a bat of an idea it was like well they have to you know, it's like we're coming from a poor enough place here. It's time we started, you know, if Irish records aren't being broken, then what chance have we on the international stage? Love the attitude. It's exactly what we need, isn't it? Um, as opposed to sort of existing almost in our in a bubble of sort of like, you know, consistent improvement or whatever, while the international field overtakes us for a while. I, I don't mean to oh, be yeah. literally using <laughs> that terminology from racing, but um, it's exactly it. And look, she mean she's already been rewarded this year with a with a medal at international games. So, yeah. by your own admission, set a new stadium record at Morton in Santry uh, the week before last. So she's probably going to be better that time if she's going to get through in the worlds in Belgrade to go to a major final. So uh, they are the yardsticks that have to be met and each yardstick gets a little bit more impressive along the way. Um, and we're going to take a look at a lot of the stories here on the news round. Um, we're going to start understandably with the Republic of Ireland camp because uh, Vera Powell gave us a very important injury update earlier today. Yeah, she said that she is a bit concerned about Louise Quinn's fitness. The defender has been nursing a foot injury since their opening Women's World Cup loss to Australia last Thursday. Quinn and and Heather Payne, who had strapping on for a hamstring niggle, did train in Perth today ahead of tomorrow's group game against Canada. The Olympic champions opened their campaign with a nil-all draw with Nigeria, which makes Group B much more open. Speaking to the media today, Pau said that her side have to get something out of this game. Winning starts with not losing. Um, and that is a very cliche, but very much true. Um, so if you um, if you play a game like this against the Olympic champion, uh, you have to stay realistic. But it's clear that, um, that yeah, w- do we want to go through this group? Then we need a result. That's clear. If we win, we have it in our own hands. If we, if we may have a draw, then we're dependent on other results, even if we win from Nigeria. Meanwhile then, Kira Carusa says there are a number of positives that Ireland will take into the game from that loss against Australia. She said that the way they finished the 90 minutes out impressively will particularly stand to them. Those last, uh, I'd say like the, the last 25 minutes, especially those last key minutes of the, the Australia game, it did really uh, light a fire under us and kind of show this 90 minute plus minute uh team that we have in us and the ability the dangers we have in us um, throughout an entire game and uh, I'd say that that definitely was something that we take away looking back on having looked back on the game and going forward that we want to continue to bring into this game and kind of remember that we are reliable and we are um, we have that endurance we have that that longevity to make sure that we can come up with a result in the 90 plus minute or at any minute in the game so uh, yeah I'd say that that was definitely a, a positive going leaving the Australia game Mick, to go back to Vera Powell's first comment there, that could have been the mantra of the regime. <laughs> Winning starts with not losing. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't suggest, it suggest we're going gung-ho tomorrow, does it? No. I'm okay with that, though. I think we have to be on, like, I mean, being slightly negative, the Nigeria-Canada result was brilliant for us, them drawing with each other. So, you know, if Australia, if Ireland get a draw tomorrow and can beat Nigeria, which is far from 
you know, uh, it's probably more likely than being in Canada, let's put it that way, as opposed to saying that it's a possibility. I'd be surprised if four points wouldn't be good enough because Canada will have to beat Australia. Yeah. You know, and then I suppose... Australia could be qualified is the only one thing. Possibly, yeah, but... Um, yeah, that's a fair point, but... But them's the At the same time, they'll still have to beat them at home. Like, I mean, Australia aren't going to be throwing games in uh, their home venue, you know, so... I don't know. I still don't think we're doing too badly, I have to say. I think a draw tomorrow and we'll still be pretty positive, I would imagine. Unless, like, Nigeria beat... Uh, Australia or something and, and scripts ripped up if that yeah, happens yeah. among the pigeons yeah. uh, we will talk to both Sinead and Kathleen a bit later in Perth about that um, Ireland these games coming into it for the best part the four games they've played the two against the USA the France game and the game against Australia it's seven against none scored I was going to say it's a while that's since scored a goal isn't it yeah um, that said though like it is funny when you're doing the stories, Anne-Marie, the only thing I'm thinking of is I can't imagine an Ireland team without Louise Quinn. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, as much as loss. As much as we do need to improve going forward, like, she was brilliant against Australia and, like, we just can't lose her. Well, Heather Payne's the other concern because Heather Payne, again, the journalists were at the first few minutes of the training session earlier today. Apparently, it's a very heavy strapping around the hamstring. And when you're looking at a player who's reliant on breaking lines and speed and pace you don't want a hamstring issue coming into the game so hopefully Heather Payne's going to be okay I think Dan Caldwell probably comes in for Louise but you want Louise Quinn to be playing exactly yeah like Dan Caldwell will do a job and will probably play at some point in the World Cup uh, like you would imagine anyway and has loads of experience but like there's kind of only one Louise Quinn yeah no agreed Amory elsewhere today Norway drawn a blank yeah, Switzerland and Norway finished up goalless in Group A. Also in that group, the Philippines secured a 1-0 win over co-hosts New Zealand. And in Group H, Colombia beat Korea Republic two goals to nil. Mm, Colombia, our most hated team after the start of the tournament. Uh, but they've started reasonably well. Uh, Mona McSherry, how'd she get on today, Emery? She finished fifth in the 100-metre breaststroke final at the World Aquatics Championships in Japan. The Sligo swimmer was lying second with less than 20 metres to go, but not to be for her today. Fifth, though, overall. Elsewhere then, Daniel Whiffen advanced to the final of the 800 metres freestyle with a new Irish record time of 7 minutes 43. 3.81 seconds and that also saw him book his place at next year's Olympic Games. Danny Whiffen's been flying. <laughs> I was about to say we are not talking enough or paying enough attention as a sporting like country to Daniel Whiffen ahead of the Olympics here. Like he is going to we'll see what he does now in the final. Obviously he's qualified another Irish record. Every time he swims it's an Irish yeah. record at the moment. But like it's class in the swimming because like Mona McSharry's in an Olympic final, makes a world final, improves on her performance, finishes fifth, you know, isn't far off the elite of the elite in her uh in, in, in her discipline. And now we've got Daniel Whiffen as a up and coming youngster who's like tearing up the pool. It's like It'd be so, so good if we go into the Olympics next year with like a serious interest in the swimming, followed by a serious interest in, and I mean metal interest, mm. in in the track and field when it comes a week later, like, you know? Well, I got not the, I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit, but no, it's certainly better than it was a few years ago. Yeah, I got a DM on the back of the tangent last week, because we were talking about, I, I think one of the questions that we never really got to address fully was um, individual sports and the fact that so many Irish um, youngsters are put into field sports if they're elite athletes. Mm. And he was pointing out, Daniel Whiffen is flying in at the moment, yeah. European and world level 
keep an eye on him. I've had a couple of conversations with people who know what they're talking about and they're saying like, you know, that this guy is, his trajectory is so good. He's the real That deal. we're talking like, even by next year, we're like, start thinking medals. Okay. You know? Excellent. I'm not saying it's going to happen, I'm just saying that that's the form he's in at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Amory, tell us about the draw for the next round of the FAI Cup then. Yeah, it was made this evening and one of the last two winners will be out at the second stage round as Derry City, the holders, have been drawn to take on 2021 champions same paths. That one taking place at the Brandywell. Elsewhere then, Finn Harps will entertain Scary's Town. UCD are set to host Galway United. Cork City have been drawn against Munster neighbours Watford St. Patrick's CY will take on Wexford Kerry are set to meet Drogheda Dundalk will go to Bray Wanderers and Bohemians will face Rockmount AFC Nottingham Forest squad I think is now about 156 players at this stage they've signed a player from Man United today yeah, they have. Nottingham Forest have signed forward Anthony Elanga from Manchester United. It's believed in a deal worth 17.5 million euro. The 21-year-old Sweden international agreed a five-year deal. He scored three goals in 39 Premier League games after coming through the youth ranks at Old Trafford. He had been on United's pre-season tour of the United States but travelled back to complete the move. Mm. I remember time when he was the next hope for United. Mm. Not for long now. Garnacho, probably, yeah, yeah. Garnacho is very, is very, very. I know, good. I know. Just, you're just kind of writing him off, saying he's no, I am not. No, no, nothing like. He'll be at Wolves in eighteen months' time. Isn't we it? have to wait and see, I guess, because <laughs> Alanga was in this position two years ago. Um, Tell us about uh, Stoke City's Irish appointment. Yeah, that is um, Marie. Horahan. Stoke City have appointed the former Irish international Marie Horahan as their first full-time women's head coach. The 34-year-old joins the club from London Bees and will take charge of the side's first season as a semi-professional outfit. The ex-goalkeeper won the Women's Super League with Chelsea and Manchester City, as well as lifting the Women's FA Cup with both clubs and Birmingham City. Mm. I want to get into the fact that it's a killer for sport that's uh, matches can be decided with the weather with what happened with the Ashes at the weekend but mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that's one for the tangent tomorrow no, we might have a little bit of time keep it on nice, 9 o'clock maybe. Yeah, keep it nice for now um, but in the cricket today Amory Ireland got set a massive massive total uh, did okay and then kind of collapsed yeah the Irish women's cricket team were beaten by 153 runs by Australia in their one day international in Clontarf Ireland set a target of 322 and were all out for 168 the Aussies lead the series 1-0 with the sides meeting again on Friday okay time for the women's world cup show in a moment Amory thanks a million thanks cheers for now Mick cheers